back to another week of shit shower shave. I don't know that I have made that song a part of my thing or not, but at least it's the second week in a row. But welcome back. I hope you all had a great week. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Trisha last week because she does not want to be called mom Trisha. She is an independent woman of her child and I respect that. But um as we get into the show, I want to again drop a promo promo and plug for our 2018 Mother's Day getaway in Dominican Republic. It will be at the Sunscape Dominican Beach Resort. You can go on to deltavacations.com, look at your room options. You can book online or via phone using promo code MFGROGEO58. Sorry, I just realized that that is part of my um, last name. So that's why I was like, wait a minute, I think that that almost spell something. But again, promo code MFGROE058 is the promo code you can use. You will save some dollar dollar bills on your trip, which is always important. And if you're like me and do not want to be around your children or your significant other or your spouse on Mother's Day, because you don't want anyone to say your name, then come and join me and all of the ladies who have already participated. Currently, there are no you know, structured activities, because why structure things when your whole entire life is structured? But I will have some surprises for you ladies. If you have already indeed booked your trip, please send me an email to info at shitshowershave.com. There are some things we will be giving away on site, etc. So I look forward to seeing you there. If you cannot make it this year because you are having financial problems or that shouldn't have been the first one I said, but you know what I mean. It's almost not in my budget, except I was like, this is a mandatory and this is my Mother's Day gift. But some, I, I know some first-time moms who are like, no, I want to see my baby on Mother's Day. That's so sweet and precious and praise you. But for all of the other moms who would like to come and join us, if not, this will be a yearly thing. Uh, and I'm not really sure how I, if I told you guys how that was birthed, but I may put that in like a Facebook live or Instagram live video or something. But anyway, if you're interested, the info is on the shit shower shave website as well. It is on the Instagram. If you are not following me on those channels of social media, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, With that, I will say that I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with mom Trisha last week. It was very enlightening. I've gotten some positive feedback from lots of people. Um, I did also post a text message last week, and I don't think I've mentioned kind of why I did shit shower shave in a while, but this is really a form for me to aka vent and not really but really share my experience but also for people to realize you're not crazy I remember thinking that I felt crazy for you know my kids acting crazy or how I felt or any of those emotions you go through as a mother or wife or spouse or you know sibling friend and that's really the purpose of this and I have gotten such positive feedback and within the last week 
especially after um, mom Rachel, thank you, was on. And then last week uh, with Trisha on, I actually got a lot of text messages of people, specifically from a person that I posted on social, who said, oh my gosh, it is amazing. Please give me so-and-so's number because I really want more information about getting um, my egg levels tested. And it really spoke to me because that's one of those things where you don't really know if what you're doing is making an impact and you don't really know if what you're doing makes sense or if you're being crazy or as someone text, else texted me and said, sometimes I ramble, which I'm, I'm fine with all of those things. My, my main goal is to be authentic and to be able to create inroads and paths for women and mothers and siblings and maybe husbands, because I know there's some husbands that listen to this or significant others to really understand this experience and what we're going through, because it's not always easy. It's not always um, fun. It's not always uh, the glitz and glam that you thought it would be or your mom told you it was. Sometimes you you have have bad days. So um, thank you all for you listening. Thank you all for sharing. Thank you all for really taking your time out because I know that your time is valuable and I hope that every time you listen, because it's not every week, um, but I hope that every time you listen, there is something that you gain from that. So now moving on towards the sappy dappy dappy stuff. Um, and this actually goes along with this. Last week, I had the pleasure of attending last week, week before last now, Lord, March is flying by. But I had the pleasure of attending the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit. And I do a lot of work with Black Enterprise through my full-time job. And for a few years, they've been like, Jennifer, you really need to come. You really need to come. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to come. I'm going to come. And this year, my CEO, owner, founder, and the Black Enterprise staff was like, no, Jennifer, like you really need to come. And I went and it was beyond what I could have ever expected. It was by far an enlightening and empowering experience to see 1,200 women, multiculturals in one space, walking down the hallway and simply just saying hello, just because you're passing by. Or um, being... (laughs) funny story. I got a blister on my foot in the middle of the second day and I was walking and I had one shoe on and one shoe off and Donna, I passed Donna Brazil, um, on my way to go change my shoe. And you know, you, you get that look when the, when you, someone's like, yeah, girl, I know what you're going through. And it's that engagement that was really empowering to me. Um, and it, and that was every day, every day, something happened that was magical and it was at Disney world. So, you know, just, you know, magic and magical just goes hand in hand, but magical and empowering and just a great time to be around women who are in the C-suite, who are entrepreneurs, who are government affairs, who are leading their organizations. Um, the first night we had a gala where they honored Donna Brazil, Carmen DeLavalade, Edith Cooper with Goldman Sachs. 
and Jane Kennedy. I did not even know who Jane Kennedy was. I was like, what? And then as I started on my phone, like I know other people did, pulling out and researching what she did, it was amazing to see that a black woman really did revolutionize sportscasting. And the funniest part of the night to me was, you know, it's this very, very formal affair and formal is cocktail attire at this point when you're talking about formal, but we were at the gala and, you know, it's getting later and Carmen de Lavalade, who I didn't know who she was prior to, but the um, young woman I was with, Trisha, uh, did know. And she was like, this is the main reason why I'm here. Like I'm in love with her. And the story and the history that she has made was just astonishing. You know, I don't think that she set out in her life to, you know, mentor Alvin Ailey and go on to be a history maker. And it was wonderful that in women's history, I literally saw women who made history, Jane Cooper, Jane Kennedy, not Jane Cooper, Jane Kennedy, Carmen de Lavalade, Donna Brazil. So the funny part of the night was, um, I think Donna Brazil take, got the last award. And so she gets up and she's talking. And by the way, Carmen de Lavalade turned 87 while we were there and walked on the stage with such grace. And you heard me say walked at 87, but walked with such grace upright, perfect posture, everything. Um, and it, it was noticeable. And uh, Donna Brazil commented and she says, you know, we were talking at the table and Carmen told me, you know, you got to pull it up for your vagina. And, I, and the room just fell out laughing. But those are the kind of tidbits that you share with each other. Like, hey, girl, I really need to know how to sit up straight. And hey, pull it up from your vagina. And that just adds a whole separate you know, oh, okay, I'm going to think about that. Or no different than when mom Rachel was talking about do your Kegels all day, every day, whenever you need to, because who wants to be peeing on themselves? So it was one of those moments that you're like, it's the chuckle that you can have with just women. And it was very um, inspiring. That's not inspiring to pull it up from your vagina, but overall the weekend was inspiring. Um, Again, at that gala ceremony, you had everything from C-suite to politics, to art, to broadcasting. And it was amazing because the the themes that I heard during the week were really stay true and authentic to yourself, which I think as a mom, sometimes I forget to do. I forget that I'm a person sometimes because um, I put everything before me, but it was be true and authentic to yourself, find time for yourself, um, if you have a seat at the table and whether that table is, you know, corporate America or whatever it is, share it. Because why as women should we always feel like we have to bring someone else down in order to build ourselves up? And that was another thing that resonated throughout the conference, but also was very reinforced. There were so many networking sessions. Um, Shaka with Rock Nation was there and, we met her and had a conversation with her after and it was, you know, some comments about, you know, everything is good till it's not. And that's everything in life. Like a relationship is good till it's not. Your job is good till it's not. And just hearing small, simple words like that really are like, well, it really is that simple. And it is. And it was small anecdotal comments like that throughout the whole conference or 
just being in access to people who are just like you every day, but are making milestones and moving mountains. And I think that as women, sometimes we don't feel like we can do those things. We don't feel like we have the power. We don't feel like anything is in our grasp. And that week or those couple of days at Women of Power really did did prove that to me. And being at Disney, you know, where magic happens, um, all of those things felt very natural and very real. Um, the other thing that um, happened while I was there is I'm not at all a humongous fan of Ayala and Van Zandt. I don't watch Fix My Life, Ayala. I don't, like, I don't follow. I do read books. I do believe in life coaching. I do believe in all that. And so one of the last day sessions was with uh, Ayala and she came out to, and now I'm going to forget the name of the song, but um, it was this very uplifting song. And I'm not going to think about why I'm here because of course I just put myself in the spot, but um, she came out to the song. We had prayer at nine in the morning that I don't think anybody expected And the tone of it was to mind your business. And while that seems so very simple, it wasn't in the context that initially I thought it was. Because normally when people are like, mind your business, it's like, girl, don't get them on. Mind your business. Stay over there with you. Whatever. But the tone of that mind your business was be about the business of you. And when you think about it that way, and when I thought about that way, I was like, wow, how often am I not about the business of me? How often do I put my kids, my husband, my job, my family, every other thing in life comes before me? And I was like, well, damn, that... I'm not minding my business. I'm not taking the time to have a moment or taking the time to go to the gym every day or taking the time to do the things that I enjoy. So hearing her simply say, mind your business, and she said it over and over and over again. Um, But those three little words, mind your business, really can be a message to everybody, which is why I said I was going to do an episode about the event because minding your own business is sometimes the difference between life or death for some of us. Um, Stress is a killer. Stress is stress. Um, And I can only say for me, I spend a lot of time during my waking hours tending to other people, Um, whether it's my kids or my father. And I think I've mentioned on here that my father is ill, Um, you know, running to a doctor, running to daycare, running to sports, running to work, caring about the things at work, eating lunch at my desk, not going to the gym, not like, it's just like an ongoing every day. When I'm awake, I'm on moving. When I'm not on and moving is by the time it's time for me to go to bed. And when I was at the conference, A, I was kid-free, so I was overly happy. Like, I was like, yes, Lord, thank you. I don't have these kids. Um, 
But I said, how can I apply minding my business to my regular life? And I really had to think about it. Like, I was like, I don't know. Um, but the, the importance of it is what I think the message was because, you know, minding your business can be small things like, I mean, I'm the person who's telling somebody to go to bed. Well, what Ayala said was go to bed in the same day that you wake up. It's 1am right now. And I'm up doing this because I'm like, whew, this might be the only time I have to do it. But I got the point. So if you're taking care of yourself, why would you overextend yourself into hours that you don't need to sleep? And a lot of us do it because that's the only time we have. Or some of us are like, oh, Lord, I can't sleep because I'm pregnant and this baby is kicking or, oh, I have this or my baby's waking up every two hours or all those things. And yes, all those things exist. But how are we taking care of ourselves during that time? Um, How are we making sure that we are financially minding our business or um, emotionally minding our business or physically minding our business, going to the doctor and putting ourselves first. And I, and I know it's a very hard concept for me to say, I'm going to put myself first because there's so many people that I feel responsible for. But at the end of the day, if I am not here for those people, there's no way that I can do anything for them. Um, so that was a big thing that I took away from that conversation was really to mind myself AKA my business. Um, she talked a lot about learning how to say no. She was like, learn how to say no in 20 different ways. I no longer have that issue because I'm a proponent of mental health therapy. Um, if you have never talked to a therapist, go talk to one. It will literally change your life. My comment to everybody now is I'm like, everybody sits on some couch. It depends on why they are. Nobody is perfect. It is nothing wrong with talking to a doctor. And when I had my experience, I was dealing with lots of depression. It didn't have anything to do with me having a kid. It didn't have anything to do with any anything like that. But my situation, I had a lot of codependency issues. I had a lot of um, anxiety issues. And I learned in that process how to say no. And that was another thing that she touched on. Like saying no sometimes feels like the world is going to end, or at least that's how it did for me at a point. Because I was like, but if I say no, like what are people going to do and what's going to happen and blah, 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 they will figure it the fuck out. And that was really not what Ayala said. That's what I'm saying. But like in everything that my therapist said at the time and everything that Ayala said, like people figure things out, whether it's with or without your help. And for me, when I was in the throes of codependency, it was hard for me to say no because of all of the what ifs. But the but saying yes was killing me every day. Um, so learning how to say no, I think, is an important thing that she communicated. And I had already grasped that lesson because I was like, nah, nope. I can say no real easily now. Can I have? Nope. Can I do? Nope. Can I? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Like, it's just a very common phrase for me now. And it's very, the first time I said it, it was hard. Every time after that, it was so easy. And it's still so easy to this day because I'm like, nah, I don't think that's going to work. Nope, I'm good on that. Um, So it was funny and interesting that that was another thing that she included in that Mind Your Business conversation because I think it's part of saying yes all the time is what gets us into the situation of 
wearing ourselves down. So I will pass along that little anecdotal comment to you all of mind your business, learn how to say no. Um, The other thing that came from it was having a seat at the table. Um, So it was very interesting to see the dynamic of young CEO women and young, I mean, under 50 compared to over 50 CEOs and how they engage, what their thought processes are and how they view how you can be in your roles. I think the very older demographic of that C-suite or CEO staff really still takes that historical stance of, you know, you have to play the role and you have to, you know, play the guy's role and, you know, say that you like things that you don't necessarily like, or at least be open to them. Versus, I think the younger part of that is, it's take me as you are. And that's really how I have been, or at least tried to be as of late. Uh, and when I when I say take me as I am is the be authentic and be yourself. And yes, there is a game that you have to play, especially when you're in the working environment, that, you know, I have to be, you know, a little bit of not myself, but the point of that was if you try to have inauthentic conversations or or interactions, they will not be successful because at some point someone's going to continue to ask you questions about something that you're not being authentic about. Um, So it was very interesting to see the differences in younger executives and older executives, and neither are right or wrong, and I think that there are ways that both can be successful Um, one talked about wearing her hair natural and in twist, which is something that I have battled with personally myself from a working perspective. You know, I'm transitioning into natural, which is the worst, hardest process ever. It is terrible. Um, I wasn't willing to do the big chop, but then it was all haywire and all kinds of, I have braids right now, but the conversation was, around wearing natural hair or wearing braids or wearing twists to work, which, shoot, 10 years ago would have been unheard of. And now you have CEOs doing it, promoting it, and having conversations about it. And that's when I say that there's a difference in where we have been and where we're going and where we are. And it's empowering to see that the women who do have a seat at the table are fighting for the women who are coming behind them and the women who have a seat at the table. um, And I challenged myself to be able to do this as well are mentoring those that are coming up under them. And a lot of this conversation doesn't really have to do with being a mom, but being a woman and being in the workforce. But at the end of the day, when I'm at work, putting on my work hat, my work face, um, I always tell people, this is not your first job. This is not going to be your last job. My job is to get you every skill that you need to be successful beyond here. And I've had people who have come to me years later about small random things that they could have hated me for. uh, And they say, thank you so much. 
And I think that was the message that I got at the conference as well, is when you have that seat at the table, you have to be able to share it. It's not about I can only win. It's about we win. And again, that reinforced for me the reason why I started this podcast was because I didn't want to be out on an island by myself with no information, thinking that I was crazy and thinking that I was the only person out there who felt like night sweats were crazy or my kids were hellions or that they were assholes or that, Lord, am I the only person who needs a glass of wine at the end of the day to go to bed? Or am I the only person struggling with figuring out how I'm going to get three people ready in the morning to work on time and be alert, active, and engaged. Um, So a lot, again, this conference for me really was a confirmation of all the things that I wanted to do, have been doing, and want to do. Uh, Miss Tina Lawson was there as well, and she did speak towards the end of the conference and the real message that I got from her session was to have your own that that's all I can I can say is have your own and I don't want to create any spoilers I think they may be showing it on women of power tv but the biggest message was she talked about how she stayed at home for five years with her first child that I you all know who is. Um, she stayed home with her first child for five years. She got pregnant with her second child, and you know, her husband was being crazy, and she had nothing. She had no money, she had nowhere to go, and had to start over. And listening to that story and other stories that she told again, reinforce that message of mind your business, be about the business of you. You are the only person who can help you. Sanity, financial, any, like any of that, like you, we are in control of our own. I am in control of my own life every day. And I know that. And I see that practicing that is always a little harder because again, we put so many things before ourselves. We put our kids primarily before ourselves. And so then when you put your kids before yourself, does that then have your spouse as a sacrifice of that? And then you put your kids above your spouse and you, and then what does that then mean for your relationship? Or say you don't put that and you put your spouse above you before you and you put your kids behind your spouse but your spouse is the first and then does that mean like are you losing yourself because you then not have no identity or you know I'm putting work before me and so now I don't have any time to take care of myself physically you know so it's all these things about taking care of yourself and from Tina Lawson's conversation it was really making sure you can she could do the best for her children which i think we all want to do and also do the best for herself and i think for me at this point in my life every almost everything that i do i do for my children you know i have this podcast while it is for me at the end of the day this is so i can stay sane and help other women 
and it's some weird way it's for my kids um because I may have some epiphany while I'm on here which I have had or um many 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 different things come out but at the end of the day 95% of the things that I do with my life or anything are for my children and that's just simply because I'm a mother at this point but at the end of the day those kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave and what am I going to be left with hopefully I've done my due diligence minded my business put myself and my husband first and that's who I'm there enjoying that time with and I believe that it really is a conscious mindset every day to have that thought because it's hard to you know think about sex over sleep sometimes when you are sleep deprived and haven't slept for hours and you have a baby nursing on you you got a kid falling all over you but sometimes you have to make that choice uh sometimes it's a choice of money over you know do I go on a trip or not? Like there are all these small decisions that we have to make every day. And when you think about the impact, the larger impact on your life of them, for me, it helps me to make those decisions. Um, whether it's, you know, do I take an L in this argument? Do I, you know, not clean the kitchen tonight so I can go upstairs and lay with my husband or my kids? Or do I not clean the kitchen so I can go to the gym. Like it's just, it's very small changes we can all make or I can make to try to put myself first. And that is what I do feel like I got from that conference. It was amazing to be around so many amazing women. You know, the media portrays us as, you know, rappers and basketball players wives who are always catty and fighting and arguing and it's just simply not that way and I wish that people promoted the positive of multicultural women or women overall more than the negative except that's not the narrative so that's why I chose to talk about it in this form and hopefully you all share this, but it was an amazing experience. If you get the chance to attend, I would greatly say it is more than worth it, even from the aspect of just being around other people besides your children. But um, it was it was amazing. It was it was empowering, impactful. I will definitely attend in the future and hope to see you there. Um, the other part of that trip was Disney. So I have always been a person who, I won't say hated Disney. I wasn't the kid who went to Disney. So my first time at Disney, and it wasn't Disney World, it was Disneyland, was in 2013 as a grown-ass, grown-ass, grown-ass woman. So my experience was different. I wasn't always, I mean, I wasn't enamored by the Disney, I mean, by the Mickey and Minnie and all those things. So some things were a little lost on me and while we were at the conference we did go to Animal Kingdom and saw The Lion King which was an amazing performance uh, it was interesting to see non-African Americans or people from Africa which is the area of the park that it's in dancing and you know singing these songs but it's Disney World so it's a tourist attraction rather than a authentic engagement but we did go to Pandora I can say that I have now drunk wine and multiple wines within the Disney uh, footprint which most people have but 
We saw the Lion King. We rode the new Pandora ride, which was an interesting 3D experience. And we were able to take the boat ride. Um, and it was after hours, so it was fun. It was 1,200 women or, you know, closely there. Um, all in Disney, enjoying it and eating and drinking and having a great time. So I have a wonderful friend who works for Disney who was able to get uh, secure us some passes for a Disney Magic Kingdom the next day or Hopper Pass. So we got up and I was like, oh, I don't really know if it makes sense for us to go. It was well worth it. Uh, and I'm not a stan and I wasn't like hooing and on over Mickey and Minnie and it's a small world. But I will say it's something to experience. And it did going and seeing the children be very in awe of all those things really did change my mind. It did not change my mind because my kids need to know that I spent this coin. So it did not change my mind from a timing aspect, but it did change my mind from a, I will actually attempt to do this for my children. So I did, I brought them stuff back and it was all this mommy went to Disney World, except my husband did throw all the shade in the world because he was like, your mommy went to Disneyland without you. And I was like, like, really? Like, that's what we're doing? Um, Because when I get back home, all my kids are like, you went to go see Mickey and Minnie Mouse without me, mommy? That's mean. And then I had to deal with that. But (laughs) while I was at the park relaxing for like the fourth day with no children, and it was very, very, very wonderful, um, the one thing that truly, truly, truly got me was we were walking near the castle, which is immaculate, and I wish I got to see the fireworks, but there's always next time. But we were walking near the castle, and we were like, what are all these people going in here to do? And so we walk in, and they are dressing little girls or young girls as princesses. So you become a princess, they do your hair, they do your makeup, you take pictures, and I was sold. It could be a thousand dollars. I do not care. I was like, my daughter is doing this. And that's something that may actually be the moment that like my mom of a girl switch flipped. Cause I'm not real girly. I don't like pink. I don't like bows. I don't like, like my daughter's ears aren't pierced, but they're not pierced. Cause I was like, I got mine pierced late and I made the choice so I said I wanted to do that for her and I also was like I don't want to clean something that she can't clean herself because I already have another toddler that I'm running around after but neither here nor there um that may have been the moment that my switch flipped and said you are going to do this with your daughter because it's a I can't even imagine being five six seven eight being at Disney World, somebody literally changing your entire appearance and you becoming a Disney princess, like what kind of shit is that? Like what? I was done. I was sold. So me and me and Latricia, haha, y'all know who I'm talking about now, said that we were both like, yep, sign me up. I'm ready to go. So I do know that at some point in the next five years, I will be doing that for Penelope, who will be two in April. Lord, it doesn't even seem like it's been that long. Um, She'll be two in April, so I know that I will be doing that for her. And 
we went to Epcot and rode like a lot of the rides were not like thrill rides and I am truly a like roller coaster head but they were fun and they were things you can appreciate as an adult and I would have a completely different appreciation for with my kids and it would be moments to share with them and so that's when I think that I was like oh okay I get it now because I didn't get it before I was like really people about to spend thousands of dollars to come up in here to uh eat and see Minnie and Mickey Mouse like that's just kind of crazy to me I get it now and also the thing that we didn't know is we assume that they didn't let you bring in food they absolutely do so you can bring in water you can bring in sandwiches fruit anything you want which kind of not justifies but it makes sense with the amount of money that they charge you um so for any of you all who are going to Disney or plan on going to Disney know that you can bring in all the food that you want that you can fit in your bag so I would be packing lunches for all my kids because I have too many kids to not do that. Um, the other cool, cool, cool thing they had was so like when you check in your hotel room, if you stay on Disney property, they give you like probably the equivalent of what would be like a smartwatch, but it's not a watch, just it's like a wristband that turns into your ticket to everything, which I said was just a way so they can make money because it's just way too easy for you to swipe your wrist and pushing a code because it's like being on a cruise like ching 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 you have no idea how much I'm spending um but that also got you in the park so that I thought that was cool and I brought some of those back I went (laughs) I kept going to the front desk and asking for extra ones I was like oh my gosh I know that I'm not supposed to and I already have mine but can you give me another one because I want to take it back to my kids and they definitely gave them to me they were very accommodating it's my pleasure. Have a magical day. Uh, so it was cool for that. And we went to Epcot, which anybody who goes, please, please, if you can go to Epcot, they have amazing, amazing drinks. Um, but it was also a good experience. Uh, we didn't get to finish all of Epcot, but we saw like a talking turtle show, the turtle from Nemo from Finding Nemo was there talking and it was very reactive and it was kind of weird. I was like, what is going on? But it's, I guess, kind of set up to where they have somebody talking and then they engage with you. And it was a really good, uh, it was good for the kids because the kids are like, they know who I actually am. And all the adults are like, what in the hell is going on? So that was cool. We had many, many, many margaritas. We were away from our kids. We were on cloud nine for four full days. And again, I would encourage anybody to go to Women of Power. I would encourage anybody to go to Disney Sands Kids first because that was amazing. And then, of course, you can take your kids if you want to. But, you know, on the road of minding your business, I had a blast by myself. And I would have gone to more parks had I not had to get on a plane and come back home. And I... I don't really think that I was missing my kids by the end of those four days because I was I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I want to see my babies. It was great when I saw them, but I wasn't like drop dead down on the floor like I really need to see my kids. And I don't know if that makes me a bad mom or not. I just was like, I'm happy for this break and I'm happy for the sleep and I'm happy for these drinks I can have and I have to worry about y'all. And I'm I'm just I was happy to only have to worry about myself, which is the thing that I do not think that I was mentally prepared for in coming a mom becoming a mom was you literally have to worry about so many people on any given day because they all depend on you 
those couple of days, I was the only person that I had to worry about. I didn't have to worry about driving. I didn't have to worry about what I was going to eat. I didn't have to worry about anything, which was an amazing, refreshing feeling. And now that I'm coming to a close for this week, I'm going to plug another promo, which is the feeling that I'm going to get again May 11th through 14th at the Sunscape Dominican Beach Resort. You can, if you would like to not worry about anybody but yourself like me, um, go to deltavacations.com or call them on the phone. They will gladly book it for you. Use promo code MFGR0GE058. Those zeros may be O's. I don't really know. But you can go, again, delta.com or... No, deltavacations.com or call Delta Vacations. I don't know their number, but you can look it up. Or you can go through your travel agent. Again, the dates are May 11th through 14th. Sunscape, Dominican Beach, Punta Cana. The promo code is MFGROGE058. I think I've said zero and O, but you get the point. If you call, they'll know. If you put it in, they'll know. If it's not an O, it's zero. I hope to see you all of you lovely, lovely ladies there. If you have already booked, again, send me your info either through DM on social media or via email at info at shit shower shave. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. I am in the middle of doing some t-shirts, but I did also had a conversation today about possibly changing logos. It's just been a very busy brand week um, trying to figure out everything. I also went off of sugar this week and all I want to do is punch people and drink wine so it's just been a very interesting week but I'm glad I was able to share my experience with you all I know this episode did not heavily deal on things having to do with kids or babies or birthing or all those things but I do feel like it was something that's very relevant to women and moms again everybody that I spoke to at the conference I think it was a mom um yeah pretty much so uh and they all kind of resonated the same things and I think they're things that I could take as lessons and next steps and that you all could take as lessons and next steps so I decided to share again have a wonderful great week I will talk to you all next time it may be a week it may be five weeks I don't know um but no I'm trying to develop a consistent schedule Um, and I did, ha 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 ha, I did have a chance to meet the funny mama in DC last week. If you all follow her on social media, she is hilarious. Um, she does funny Fridays. If you don't follow her, go follow her. Um, she will actually be here in Atlanta in a couple of weeks, not like doing a show, but she'll be in Atlanta and I think we're going to do a project together. So Shout out to her. We had happy hour drinks. It was an amazing, fun time where, again, you don't feel like you're crazy when somebody is saying the exact same things you say all the time. So it's not like you're alone on this island of craziness. So with that, have a wonderful week. Stay empowered. If anybody's joining me on the sugar detox, a couple more days, and then I'll be downing my wine. Thank you, ladies. Have a great week. Bye.